Unfortunately, he's not with us again. Um, well, he was out partying for his birthday. Happy, ber- uh, happy belated birthday to Jay! Happy birthday, Jay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our boy right there. Okay, so Golden Tate went to the Eagles. Oh man, can I touch on this a little bit? Yes. Just, uh, give me a minute. With I, I, I got to be honest. This move—I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, Golden Tate—he's a good receiver. A great asset, but I, I don't know if really if receiver was a real big need for the Eagles. I felt like their receiving core was okay. Yeah, they could definitely use a deep threat, but obviously there was other options out there. But I really I, I would have expected them to go deep back. You know, like I feel like their biggest weakness right now is still defensive back. There's nothing telling me that it's not the offensive line can get better. I think a lot of people are real worried about the O-line, but I think the more they're out there, the better they're going to get. They were a good O-line last year uh, with the same pieces, and yeah, Lane Johnson's going to be out for around a month, but that's one worry that I don't think most fans should be really fretting, but really when it comes down to it, receiver, I I don't know. I just, I mean, what's he going to switch in and out with, with Aguilar? I mean, Aguilar is doing okay. I, I think there's way too much buildup in you know the first few games of the season, and I think you just got to give the receiving core more time. But you know who knows? It, it might be a good addition. I mean, I'm, it's definitely not a bad addition, but I don't know if it was necessarily the position at need. Yeah, the problem too is the Packers trained Ty Montgomery for the Redskins, which uh, the Ra- Ravens or Ravens. Oh, sorry, the Ra- the Ravens got still on that trade. They kind of didn't. They kind of didn't. The thing with that is there's a reason he got traded. When your coach tells you to kneel the ball in the end zone and let your quarterback, who's one of the greatest, and I hate to say this, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe in NFL history, you could say that, and you take the ball out and fumble it and lose the game. Now, the fumble isn't the big problem. Yes, the fumble is a problem, and it's not something you want to have happen, but the big problem in this situation is that he disobeyed his head coach, which resulted in a terrible play when all he had to do was kneel the ball down, put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands, and let him win the game. If I'm the Ravens, you know, Montgomery is an okay back, but you got to look at the character. You know, that's a big, big, big thing more than I think a lot of people understand. Like, the attitude that a player has can really impact a team. And I don't know what his mental state is, so I'll just put it that way. So I suppose we should talk about the alpha in the room from last week. Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley both getting fired. I'm going to let you do the first part, then I'll do the second part. This was definitely not unexpected. Uh this point in the season... Uh, it's firing your head coach in the middle of the season is always pretty much just saying the season's done with, and this coach wasn't the coach, but it puts the players in a weird spot. And you also don't have your offensive coordinator. Now, do I feel like both of them needed to be fired and go elsewhere or resign and go elsewhere? Yes. Hugh Jackson's just not going to be able to be a head coach in the NFL. This is not working. I'm sorry, Hugh. I know you think that this was a premature move, but you had 
three seasons. You couldn't get it right the first two seasons, and now they fire you halfway through this season, and you think it's premature. Let's be realistic here, you. It wasn't going to work out. I had hope in you. You let me down. As for Todd Haley, the guy didn't work out elsewhere for a reason. He was with the Steelers last, um, and they did have him for a few seasons, right? Um, oh, yes, yes. Well, he's been there for a long time. Like, he left for a couple of years and came back. Yeah, but I remember, if I'm not mistaken, I remember him having issues with Ben Roethlisberger. That's true. So when you pick up a coach like that, it, you know, it's the same thing with players. You really got to watch your character. This particular situation, I think it was a great move to get rid of both of them. Middle of the season, it's always questionable to me, but I guess if you get that frustrated with them, you're just like, you know what, I don't even care. The season's over. That's it. Whatever. We'll get somebody else to take over. So congratulations, Browns. The Haley part really got me off guard. I don't know if – I did not expect them to fire both. Yeah, I didn't expect them to fire both Haley and him. Did you? I don't think anybody did. I mean, you hear a lot of so-called experts in, in the media who had said, well, we felt like it was going to be a decision between Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley, and apparently they chose Hugh, and then hours later, guess what? They chose both of them. You thought it was only going to be one. It's both. Is it surprising? Yes. You don't see that too often, not in the middle of the season. The head coach, yes, you see that. But both the head coach and the offensive coordinator, that is a little bit of a shocker, even with the attitudes there may have been there. So um, I think it was pretty surprising. Okay. We already talked about Tumor last week, didn't we? Who? Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Cooper. Why was I thinking like that former New York Giants uh, wide receiver? Amari Cooper, like uh, we already talked about him last week. Did we? I know we we talked about Eli Apple. Was there another trade? If there wasn't, then yeah, we talked about Cooper. There were other trades. If we missed it, we'll cover it next week. Okay. Okay, it's well, the results. So the Dolphins, Trout, the Houston, and the Texans win 42-23. to if anybody actually believes Brock Osweiler is going to beat the Texans, you are out of your mind. Are you kidding me, Brock Osweiler? He is the man. I'm telling you. Nobody can touch Brock Osweiler. I mean, look at who he took. He replaced Peyton Manning. You're going to hate on this guy? No, seriously. I agree. Brock Osweiler, don't get too full of yourself. I know you want to be the Dolphins' starting quarterback, but you got to learn how to be a backup first. Dude, didn't the guy get, like, shoved over by a 30-year-old woman one time, and he, like, literally flopped, like, worse than, like, a Dolph Ziggler wrestling match? I still remember that video on TMZ, but anyways. No, like, the Dolphins, like, uh, there's a lot more problems than just quarterback for this team. Okay, the Eagles go to the Jaguars, uh, and the Jaguars fall apart, losing 24-18. You can talk about it. You felt like the Jaguars lost because they fell apart? No. no I, um, I'm i not surprised at the outcome of this game. I think a lot of people were pulling for the Jags because, you know, I guess they have a good record over in London. But the Eagles, believe it or not, are a better team. The thing is, maybe the Super Bowl hangover is realistic. Maybe that is what ailed them in the beginning of the season. Regardless of whatever it is, they have a uphill climb. Even with this win, you're coming back and you have a lot of 
lot of tough opponents coming up. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Cowboys aren't going to be easy win. The Redskins aren't going to be an easy win. You have the Rams and the Saints. I mean, you're talking about some difficult opponents coming out. Now, to get this win over the Jags, it just doesn't feel good to me. I'm not looking at it and saying, oh, this team's going to go knock the socks off the people. It didn't look like that during the game. They found a way to win. They have a lot of talent. They're a good team. And you can't blame the coach. And I'm tired of hearing people hating on Doug Peterson. Come on. I'm an Eagles fan. I hear a lot of Eagles fans chirping. But they're always chirping about this. Don't hate the coach who just won you a Super Bowl. You know, give him a few seasons before you say start saying he's a bum. All right? At least give him that. He did something that no other coach in Eagles history has done. And you're just going to hate on him because they start 4-4? Four and four? Wow. 4-4. Four and four. You know, I could think of two teams that are playing today that only have one win. Look, they need work. I believe they'll get better. I'm just hoping they get better before it's too late. Indeed. I wish I had more. I, I really figured the Eagles were going to win this game. Did I pick the Eagles this game? Uh, I think you did. Um, you left the SJ on that one. All right. Uh, then the next game, the Broncos go to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs went 3-23. This game didn't shock me. Um, that's all that needs to be said. Uh, Mark, what about you? Um, wait, which game are we, uh, are we on right now? Oh, uh, the Broncos versus Chiefs. The Broncos versus the Chiefs. Um, hmm. I was surprised that the Broncos got so close in this, um, I okay, maybe not completely surprised because divisional games always seem to be a lot closer. But with the way the Chiefs are playing, uh, I really, I don't know. I, I guess I expected maybe an extra touchdown, maybe coming by fourteen instead of just seven. But maybe that just shows that the Broncos are a better team than what we thought. Maybe they really are a decent team, and. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for the Chiefs about to take the division, maybe they would have a chance here. Actually, uh, I forgot the Chargers are doing pretty good too. So um, it's looking like a decent division at this point, other than the Raiders. All right. Then we got – oh, God. Can we <laughs> skip this game? We can't skip this game. And here's the reason why we can't skip this game. We had to go over plenty of other games with the Eagles. That sucked. That was heartbreaking. Game though. All right, so we had the Cleveland Browns travel to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the score is not even as close as what people make it out to be. It's no, the Steelers just completely destroyed this team, and by the second half, this team was dead. The offense was like, oh my god, like a flapping fish on its last life. Uh, yeah, but. Look at the positive that came out of this game. This well, was the game. We got rid of Hugh Jackson. Exactly. This was already talked about before the game. If they lost this, one of those coaches was going to get fired. Both of them got fired. And that's what it is. Look, the Browns have some talent, and they've been struggling for years. It's almost like they really are cursed. I mean, think about it this way. Bill Belichick, a coach that people consider one of the greatest, if not the greatest, coach in, a, in NFL history he used to coach the Browns. What was his record with the Browns? Do you know what the record 
was for him with the Browns? I have no idea. It wasn't really that great, especially with during the falling out of the last season. Yeah. Well, that's my point. I feel bad because it's almost like Cleveland has this the Babe Ruth curse for the uh, the Red Sox, and they just need to break this curse. And then once they do, they can be just like the Red Sox are right now, man. Champions again. <laughs> but um, they got to get over that hump, and I don't really know what's going to fix that for them at this point. I'm sorry. But this game, you know, the Steelers are just – Showing you who they are. This is what the Steelers do. They start out the season. They look a little rough at first. And then it's like, whatever it is. And you see this with the Packers, the Patriots, and the Steelers. The beginning of the season looks rough. And then they shake off whatever the dirt is. And then, bam, they're like right in it again. And that's what we're seeing here. I mean, the Steelers are the Steelers. And the Browns are unfortunately still playing as the Browns. So, I'm sorry. (laughs) But that's what it is. Indeed. Okay, so I wish I had more to say about this game, but this game really disappointed. Like, dude, the Browns, they gave up on Hugh Jackson that game. If um, you watched it, you would know. No, I, I, I watched it, and uh, and I know exactly what you're talking about. I was very disappointed. They did give up on him. That was pretty obvious. We'll see what Carbillance can do anyways. So we had the Redskins from the Giants and the Redskins from 2013. This game did not shock me. This game, the win wasn't a shocker. But I think what it did was kind of reveal that the Redskins are maybe not as, as good as we are. Yeah, the Redskins, they, they probably should have had you know more points than they did this game. But I, I think that it just shows you the – I think it's more telling for the Redskins than the Giants. I think the Giants are just done this season. They're not going to do anything, obviously. But, um, yeah, that's uh, there's really not much to say about this one. Uh, the way I see this is like, dude, they have to move on from Eli Manning at this point. They have to. Like, my God, I've seen undrafted free agents quarterbacks play better than Eli Manning at this point. I mean, come on. Are you trying to tell me that Matt Moore could not have done a better job than Eli Manning right now? All right. No, no, no. We're not going in that direction. Look, the Giants' problems, yeah. Eli looks bad, but you can't put them all on Eli. And I'm not. Their offensive line is horrendous. Matt Moore wouldn't have done any better. Matt Moore at least knows how to scramble. Yeah. Uh, Eli Manning is a statue. He's like Drew Bledsoe. Or um, kind of like a Derek Anderson. Well, no, Derek Anderson tries. Uh, I, I just feel like Eli Manning does not try anymore. I think he does. I just think Eli has a lot working against him. And it, it may be time for him to retire, but you know he has those seasons where he, looks he has bad. not had a relevant season since like what that wild card game in the Packers like five years ago. All right, fair. Well, it, it's a lot on Eli too because he's been throwing like stupid interceptions left and right. Well, at least he's consistent with that, right? He's been throughout his entire career. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand how he even made the Super Bowl twice. I mean, I guess the defense, I don't know. Um, yeah, they had a pretty good defense back then. Well, yeah, because Michael Strahan was a freaking animal. Yeah, it's that D-line, man. It's one of the biggest things. The defensive line is one of the biggest things in football when you think about it. They dictate almost anything. If that D-line gets after your quarterback or your running back, they're going to have a heck of a day trying to score. 
I know you think that with the Browns, with all the draft picks that they made on their defense. And yeah, here we are. All right, let's move on. So the Seahawks travel to the Lions and they win 20 to 14. This game did not shock me. This game, I, I felt, could have actually gone either way. But I also realized that with the Lions, they're a fluky team. And it's like they just, you know, it's like real hit or miss with them. And this was just one of those, you know, weeks where they missed. And Seattle played Seattle. I mean, Seattle is still a decent team. And they have good players, too. They went out there and they got the job done. And that's just what it is. That's all I need to say about the game. Anyways, let's uh, move on. The Buccaneers and the Bengals. And this game has quite a story to it. Jameis Winston was a pick machine. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jameis Winston's time is probably up. Um, I might be wrong. Maybe it's a little. No, 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 no. There's going to be another team that will come another chance. Um, my thing is, it's like, dude, you're in a contract year and you are still throwing like four interceptions a game. You've got to be out of your mind if you think you deserve anything of a max contract. Yeah, I mean, he never really showed up to be all that great anyway. I think the thing that might be more telling is the fact that they were able to come back and almost actually win the game. This guy had 13 turnovers over three games since he started. Like, dude, my God, when you make Ryan Fitzpatrick look amazing, that's incredible. And I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I'm a Bills fan, so I saw him play in Buffalo, and I thought he was fantastic. But, yeah. What is the point? Were you getting benched for Fitzpatrick? Numerous. Like, seriously, I would have taken Ryan Mallett over Jameis Winston at this point. I am not even effing around with that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised that Ryan Fitzpatrick was able to make that comeback. I'm surprised the Bengals allowed that to happen. So the Bengals are still a relatively good team. Uh, I think that this game, you know, they were doing really good in, but then they made the mistake of letting the Buccaneers come back. Um, If anything, I think at this point, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick does deserve to have the starting job for the rest of the year. I don't think he's your long-term answer because, like I've said so many times before, Ryan Fitzpatrick will show you for a little bit that he's a great quarterback, and then he'll come come back and show you just how unreliable he actually is. Maybe he gets his head, you know, too far in the clouds, um, or maybe he just is smart enough to know how to get the money and then put get himself put back on the bench. I mean – from what I understand, he did go to a pretty high-class college or upscale college. He's apparently a pretty smart guy. So maybe that's what he does. Maybe he comes out, he plays really good, so teams want to pay him and bring him in, and they pay him once he gets his money. He makes himself look as bad as he did before, so he can just sit on the bench and make all that money anyway. I mean, it'd be, <laughs> it'd be a pretty smart way of doing it. You don't have to worry about getting hurt, right? You just sit there on the bench and you're – fine for the rest of your career. You just get get your money and watch other quarterbacks get the job that you probably should have. I'm not really a big fan of Fitzpatrick. I've never really trusted the guy too much. 
because he would always spring you up and then let you down. So in this case, I don't think you really have much of a choice. I think you got to start him for the rest of the season regardless. Uh, Fitzpatrick put that team in complete place to win. In like one quarter, that team was like in complete place, and they blew it. That was incredible. Coming back to the the Bengals, I think it's worth being said that um, they still need work. They're a good team, but I don't see them being a Super Bowl team, especially not this season. You know, they are lacking more than one or two pieces to make that a reality, but that's how they are every season. That's why they can get to the playoffs and they can't win in the playoffs because they can beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, but they can't beat the good teams consistently enough to be able to make it through the playoff run. They're always just above average. And then, I mean, is it Marvin Lewis? Is it the team? Is it the atmosphere? But I think that something's got to change. Andy Dalton's okay quarterback. He's not elite. Maybe if they had an elite quarterback, they could go further. For the Bengals thing, yeah, atmosphere needs to change, but we'll see. Maybe something's going to happen this year. We need to see. But, no, let's talk about this Jets and Bears game. The Jets traveled to the Bears. The Bears won 24-10. Wasn't shocked about it. The Bears are going to, like, they're not even going to make the playoffs. I, I just had the strange feeling that the Packers are going to win this NFC North anyways. So, there we go. Okay. I think the Bears are an okay team. I think the Jets are going to continue to, you know, be up and down. I don't know if, and this is no, I'm not hating on Todd Bowles. I'm not sure if he's had, if he should be a head coach. I mean, if you want your team to be a mediocre team every season, then keep Bowles as your head coach. I would have him as a defensive coordinator. I I just don't see him as a head coach. Um, And I think they need a lot to get this team to be a playoff team. As for the Bears, I think they're on the right track. Um, I think they need to keep at it and keep going in the right direction. And I think they could go pretty far. All right. All right, so we got the Ravens traveling to the Panthers, and uh, the Ravens lose twenty-one to thirty-six. Um, the problem is, is the Panthers actually have an offense, and the Ravens have no offense. End of story. Um, I think with this game, I think the Panthers had some momentum coming off that last win, and I think they used that momentum to lift them up over the Ravens. The Ravens aren't really a slouch this season. They've been doing okay, but I feel like the Panthers kind of used that last win as a motivation, and it was like something clicked. They finally said, no, 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 we're a good team. Let's break this mold. Let's start kicking some butt, and that's what they're doing now. But the Ravens said that, or did you say the Panthers said that? The Panthers. Yes. Um, no, the Ravens have a mediocre offense at best, and the defenses, they're very overrated. I mean, come on, man. Dude, seriously, the Browns beat them. Come on. We had the Colts 42 to the Raiders 28. The Raiders are clearly tanking, um, so I don't give a fuck about this game. What about you? I mean, sorry, I don't give a crap about this game. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really care about this because I don't think anybody does. At this point with the Raiders – it's really hard to enjoy any of their games. I mean, the game tonight, it's just, it's like the other team, you should just assume they're going to win. And 
And like I said, this is a big letdown for me because I really believed in John Gruden. I'm hoping that there's some kind of, you know, master scheme behind this all because otherwise this is blowing my mind. The Colts, you know, I, I really believed in Reich as a head coach. So it's good to see him come out and get a 42 point win, you know, but let's see if they can continue to do so. See what next, where, well, I guess this week looks like. The speed with the Raiders, like, they need a lot of explaining to with what they're intentionally tanking, and we know it. They have to be, right? I guess so. And the game that nobody cared about, yet I watched, the 49ers traveled to, uh, to the Arizona Cardinals, and the Cardinals won 18-15, to and um, I liked Rosen's comeback. Um, that was pretty much it. That's all I need to say about the game. What about you? There's really not much to say about this. Congratulations, Cardinals, for beating the 49ers. I'm sorry. That's all you can really say about it. There's nothing else. Both of these teams were just bad, and it's good for the Cardinals to get a win. All right, then we go down, and oh my god, I hate this game. I hate this game. I watched this one. Packers traveling the Rams, and the Packers fell short 27-29 in Los Angeles. Montgomery, this is why he got traded. They just turned on him immediately, and do you blame him? Do I blame him? No. Do I feel like they turned on him? No. I feel like it was smart what they did. Um. You know, really, when you have a player that's going to completely disobey an order, I mean, think about this. You're a head coach. You are the boss. That is your job, to tell the player, we need you to do this so that we can win the game. And that player, because they were upset – that they didn't get the ball. They were taken out of a drive. They decided to disobey in order. I mean, imagine if somebody did that in the military. They would put their whole squad at risk in a war. If you think about football, and maybe I'm getting a little too into it here, but if you think about football the way that it really is, it's a game of strategy. It's a team game, and there's a strategy. When one of those pieces isn't falling in line, you need to get rid of them. And when a player does that, that is not only disrespecting the team and the coaching staff, that's putting the game at risk, is putting other players at risk. So I would have traded them too. I probably, well, I don't, I would have traded them for a seventh round pick. I don't know. I thought that's what they did. Is it? Yeah, I think trade for next year's seventh round pick for them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens, I, I hope they don't actually plan on using him i don't know i don't at this point i i don't lose respect for players too much because i know what they go through and there's some players that have been complete morons but they at least listen to the coach i honestly when i saw that i really lost respect for the guy i mean that was that was a dumb move i mean i don't even want to talk about this anymore it got me heated i'm not even a packers fan and that got me heated if i was a packers fan i would have been Ripping up those jerseys. I don't know. That's just not because he fumbled. Because the fumble, I'm assuming wasn't his fault. I don't think he fumbled on purpose. But the fact that he disobeyed the coach and lost the game for you. I just, all right, I'm done. They probably gave him up for nothing. All right, we got two more games. Okay. We got the Saints versus the Vikings, and the Saints won um, 30-20. 
away game again. We knew this was going to happen. Your thoughts? I'm happy for the Saints. Shoot, I'm happy for Drew Brees, man. Drew Brees is a great player. And, you know, I'd love to see him win another Super Bowl. I really would. And I think a little part of me is, a, and, and, and I like the Vikings, I do. But every time they lose, a little part of me kind of smiles a little bit. And then maybe it's a little sinister, but it's kind of like when they signed Dirk Cousins, or Kirk Cousins, sorry, <laughs> to that deal, I was hoping they wouldn't even make it to the playoffs because of how dumb that deal was. And here's the reason why that deal got me so fired up. Because giving a quarterback who I really don't believe is elite, he's in a good system. And because of that system, he may be able to do whatever. But the truth is, Kirk Cousins is not elite. He's not. If you put him on the Jets, he's throwing picks every play. Come on now. But when they lose, it, it kind of just makes you feel a little bit better because I'm like, maybe people see how dumb this is. Because when you start giving players like that this much money, then you start killing your cap, and then you start killing the caps of other teams, and that kind of ticks me off. Because then you got teams out there who can't afford to pay other players because they got to pay their star quarterback all this money because you see deals like the Kirk Cousins deal. I mean, they're going to point to that and say, like, well, there's this is what Kirk Cousins got. Why am I not getting this? I'm this much better than Kirk Cousins. And that's what agents do. So then there's a ripple effect because then there's a salary cap you got to worry about. So you're paying your star quarterback all this money. You don't have money to pay all these other good players, so you're not going anywhere. So anyway, I get way too into that discussion right there. All right, well, we're going to wrap this up. I don't want to talk about this game. What, the Bills and Patriots? I'm a Bills fan, dude. Dude, look at it this way. You just need a quarterback. And you have one. Anderson, no, no, we need an offensive line. Oh, um, that too. Yeah, that too. Oh, man. Dude, uh, I've never seen something that bad. And it's like, and the Patriots defense isn't really something that great. No, we were destroyed here, and it was it was very bad. And um, Anderson did his best, but the thing is, you know he's not a mobile quarterback. I, I mean, we knew this since 2007, so it is what it is. Anderson threw some picks, but the thing is, uh, he has to rush to throw his things. He's kind of like a Drew Bledsoe. He's kind of like a statue quarterback. I mean, the guy is 35 years old. He's not Michael Vick. I mean, he's not like a quarterback like that. And it's like, dude, like your offense was fine. Your offensive line was fine a year before. What the heck happened? Why did you let all these people go? Why were you asking uh, Incanito, whatever his name is, to take a pay cut when you really had no idea who you were going to need to replace him? Like, there were some mind-blowing decisions on the Bills this season. Like, I really didn't understand it. Did you? I don't know. Some of these teams, you wonder what they're thinking, but then you kind of come back to it and realize this is a business. So I think your team just came back to the playoffs, right? So that's still tickets. So you think you would go back to the place. You don't go back to tanking. But it's not so much that they're tanking. Sometimes when you look at it from a realistic point of view. Oh, this team is so tanking. Like, 
They have well, the veteran quarterback, and they traded him. I'm not even talking about Tyra. I'm talking about like you want you ready to say Agent McCarron to be the star, and you traded him, and you started Nathan Peterman. You knew you were tanking. All right, listen to what I'm saying, okay? With the Bills, I think a lot of these are business moves, and you could say, listen to me, you could say that you you could say that they're tanking. You could say that they would have made it to the playoffs, but realistically, if they did not feel like they had the players in position to get to a Super Bowl, to really make it, I mean, look at the division they're in, all right? They got to deal with the Patriots, and you're always hit or miss with the Dolphins. And there's that chance that they just looked at it as a season where they're like, all right, if we're going to keep AJ, it may not be worth it for us in the long run. So let's look at it from this perspective. We really want Josh Allen in there. He's our first-round rookie quarterback. That's really what we're looking for. If A.J. McCarron comes out and has a good season, then you have your rookie quarterback on the bench even longer. I think the idea was they were going to start Peterman and then bring in Josh Allen like they did. No, I thought their idea was McCarron and then Allen. That's the thing is, McCarron, they probably, if they didn't have Allen, they probably would have kept McCarron as their long-term starter. And that's the thing. They didn't want that problem. They were looking towards the future, not so much the present. I know that's frustrating, but they're looking at it this way. Are we going to make it to the Super Bowl? Are we going to win the Super Bowl this season? Probably not. No. Is AJ McCarron going to win us a Super Bowl? Probably not. If we start AJ McCarron and we get to the playoffs, will that be a problem for us to then start Josh Allen next season? It kind of is because you had Tyrod Taylor, you traded off, and then people are like, well, why'd you get rid of Taylor? At least he got you to the playoffs. Well, McCarron gets you to the playoffs. And next season, why'd you get rid of McCarron? He got you to the playoffs. Josh Allen does bad. Uh, why would you let this guy start? Like, he's your first-round pick. The intention with the first-round pick is that they will be starting, hopefully that season, really with the first-round pick, they expect them to start within three seasons. So maybe they didn't want to wait a whole three seasons. They wanted Allen to start as soon as possible. All right. So, That's good. That's all we need to say about the show tonight. Do you have anything else you need that? Okay, J360 Legion, that covers at least the first half of our Cyclone Double Special. I want to thank Alan and Mark for coming in and recording this for us. Let's move on to the next level of episode 35 coming in right now. <laughs> 